Free stuff is awesome, but free stuff to spice up the bedroom is even better. Whether you're buying a gift for your sugar baby or just for yourself, you can get 50% off at adamandeve.com when you enter the code CANDY at checkout. And that's not all. Adam and Eve will include 10 tantalizing free gifts, a sexy item for him, a special gift for her, and a third item all partners can enjoy. Plus, you'll receive six free spicy movies. But the best part is the free shipping. You can get all of this at adamandeve.com using code CANDY at checkout. That's C-A-N-D-Y. So Shelby, what are you getting me? Candy Girl Podcast. Fuck me, Daddy. <laughs> hey, all you candy sluts and bubble butts. Welcome back to another episode of Candy Girl. I'm one of your hosts, Emily. I'm Shelby. And I'm Cactus. And today we are bringing you some, what do I even say? Some plant-based deliciousness? Are you even, are you, are you even vegan, brah? I... I'm sorry. I I stand the plant standing. Hey, man. Gotta do what we can for Mother Earth. I've managed to kill most of my plants. I'm working on it. I'll go through phases where I'll be really into it. And then just forget. It's really bad. Um, I also live in Denver, so it's not very humid here. And yeah, I got tropical plants. So like it, they were doomed to fail. So if you're sensing a chaotic energy right now from this episode, it's because there is an intense chaotic energy going on between the four of us. Lots of chaotic energy today, but I think the person who is the perfect person to come on for today's episode, not saying you're chaotic, but I love your energy I am already. incredibly chaotic. Um, <laughs> and we are here for I it. Like- <laughs> Can you tell us a little bit about yourself, just so we can get to know you a little bit? Sure. Um, My name is Ivy. Uh, I'm a a sex worker from Brooklyn. Um, And I'm plant gal, as you guys sort of hinted about earlier. It's kind of my thing. No, I'm not vegan. We're going (laughs) to. It's it's a personal, you know, uh, we all have our things. But, you do you, baby boo. Yeah, but uh, I have a lot of plants, love them. They make me feel so grounded. It was just something that was has been with me for a really long time, actually. Um, and that's they just make me feel so grounded and have for so long. And I picked up a bunch around, on, along the way, and then I picked up a nickname. So, Or more, I gave myself that moniker. Let's be, I'm the main character, all right? Like, <laughs> you... <laughs> You are the main character. Like, you give off main character vibes, absolutely. And with the the plant thing, I think that's one of the reasons that I'm so drawn to you. Actually, the first episode I did on Candy Girl was talking about my eco-sexuality. So it's just, like, loving the earth, loving nature. And then all of my photos, I not a lot recently, actually, because I've been doing some different photo shoots in, like, studios and stuff. But most of my stuff usually has plants or I'm outdoors or whatever. And I think that's why I was really drawn to your work, too, not just because you're like gorgeous and make amazing content but like I love that you always have your plants and stuff and it makes me so happy yeah it's just because I don't leave my house (laughs) no kidding (laughs) 
Yeah, Cactus sent us your Instagram today. First of all, she was so excited. She was like, oh my God, Plant Gal is going to interview with us. Like I've wanted to talk to her for so long. And so we were like, oh, that's awesome. So I stalked her Instagram and I was like, oh my God, this is so aesthetically pleasing. (laughs) Thank you so much. I love to curate a vibe. I would be lying if I said that it wasn't just like a vibe stew that I sort of like marinate in, live in at all times. I hope it, I, it's real to me. I hope it's real to everybody. You know, I wouldn't, wouldn't do it if I had to fake it. Oh, I'm picking it up and I'm digging the vibes. <laughs> I love them. So um, I'd love to get to know more about like how you got into sex work. When you started incorporating your plants, was that immediately? Was that over time? You said you kind of became plant gal. Like, tell us about that. Yeah, I feel like I sort of dubbed myself Plant Gal when I started feeling plants that I just had. It was it was actually at a time when I was chronically ill for a while and I was inside a lot. And winter on the East Coast is hard enough as is, but it would they were something that really made me feel alive again and you know connected to the earth. And it was something. It's actually my grandmother was an avid gardener, and it's something that. Uh, stays with me and just makes me feel grounded and it just sort of happened and I became plant gal actually in my civilian life plant gal is actually like me from forever from like high school um so god please if you know me from high school please don't say anything Uh, (laughs) um it's fine just enjoy and keep it to yourself (laughs) um uh, so it's it's they it's all one thing. My work account is my personal account. It's all the personal stew. So do a lot of people that you know follow you, like personal life follow you on that account as well? Yeah, I definitely think it's like the only Instagram that I have. So um, all of my stuff is there, which is really wonderful and also scary at times. Um, and also it's a lot of pressure to be sort of myself on twenty four seven. Um, but that's also part of online sex work, um, because the thing about online sex work is that people are really buying into like the vision of you. Your vibe. Yeah. Absolutely. I feel like this is something we talk a lot about with guests is because with sex work, you're kind of caught between playing a character and being yourself because you can't like truly expose your full identity slash like you do have to kind of cater toward this fantasy that people are expecting of you but at the same time you want to be yourself and you want people to um, see that in you so I'm interested in what that is kind of like for you because it feels like conflicting um, identities I guess. I feel like I'm all myself or like and and which makes it really hard honestly um because I put a lot of myself into this work and I love to I love to do it and I wouldn't put myself into it if I didn't love to be myself and love what I'm able to create with all of this um but it can be kind of hard because sometimes I just don't I just want to be a shapeless, unperceived blob, as don't as we all do, I'm sure. Um, 
being not to sound so self-concerned, but being a caricature of yourself can be a lot of pressure. Um, even if it's fun, uh, I definitely enjoy myself. Um, but it can be a lot of pressure, but I don't feel like at this point, I feel like it's totally me, which I is freeing. Um, I, and has been made it possible for me to have a lot of really authentic experiences, uh, especially with other sex workers or just people in general, to be honest, like even my fans, I'm really myself and we really interact and it's kind of nice sometimes. And obviously you guys, (laughs) like this is like a very authentic experience that I am only able to have because I feel this way about it. I feel like um, something that you had talked about um, wanting to express in this uh, podcast was community. And I feel like that's something that you're probably really drawn to. And I I, I mean, personally, even me, like part of my, I don't know if it's on my Instagram now, but it used to say like um, community and consent or something like that. Like, I think part of sex work has really allowed me to be not just only a part of a community, but to be able to create communities as well. And I feel like I'm picking up that vibe because you probably create communities with your fans. And um, I see you're very interactive on your OnlyFans and your Twitter and your Instagram and stuff like that. So um, tell us a little bit more about like just what you think of community within the sex work industry. Yeah, I think, I mean, definitely there's so much, there's so much. Um, I've been able, the main thing, like when you say community, I really think of like other performers that I, yes, my fans and I have a community, but really the thing that I have been so lucky to be able to like create is a group of like-minded hotties. You know, we do our hot girl shit together and we grow together. I've been able to meet some really wonderful people. Even during coronavirus, we've been getting tested, everything. But like, you know, collaboration was for me a part of the job that I really started to enjoy once I started to do it because I was able to go and sometimes I'll go and meet girls and I won't know them at all. But I'm very gay and they're also gay, I hope. Like and we're gay together for business. And I feel like that's a great deal. And when that deal started to like manifest itself, I was like, we should, I just want to be friends with all of you. And I'm very lucky that I've been able to meet like the most wonderful people even uh, and in my, both in my city and from out of town, because the internet is so incredible. People will hit me up and be like, or tell me that they're going to be in my city from God knows where. And I can do the same because we make money by being gay so that we can go visit each other. It's a never ending cycle. It's amazing. I only want to live in this cycle. (laughs) Honestly, that's like one of my favorite parts about being in the community too, is not, not just the friends that you make online, but when you actually start to meet them and collab and make art with them, you're like, this solidifies that I thought you were cool, but now that you've flown to a different state and we created content together and had sex together (laughs) just some fetishy stuff together it's it's fun It, it really does make it more fun but also like yes also I feel like a lot of community people in the community um industry models anything 
are just a little queer. I feel like there is something in us that just wants to be like, yeah, I want to be able to explore my queerness and my sexuality, but in a way that is safe. Like you said, you're getting tested. Um, is um, We sign contracts. We are comfortable with each other. We make sure like this is our job, but we can still enjoy it at the same time. And when create ways of pleasure that's safe and comfortable and beautiful and stunning and then we get to record it and then make money off of it like how is that not the best thing in the world mwah, mwah. i'm seeing lots of chef kisses <laughs> i actually have a question that's for more of our non-sex work uh side of listeners because we we try to cater to both and I know a lot of people are very intimidated by asking their partner to get tested. And I think that's something that sex workers have to deal with all of the time. You know, of course, to stay safe for your work, you're getting tested all the time. So like, do you have any advice on what the best way to approach that is? I'm high, sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> took me a couple of times to find I'm sure you were saying something really no. beautiful too. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, to be straight up about it, I think is it's important for both of you uh, to get tested and it shouldn't be something that is stigmatized as much as it is. I think people are just lazy, really, um, but it's so important to get tested before playing with a new partner um, to protect not only yourself and them, but like other people that you guys could affect, um, which is, that's a whole, it just keeps going. <laughs> Especially like if you're a performer and you interact with a lot of people, uh, you really have to get tested consistently because it's the right thing to do, the safest thing to do. So bringing it up, but bringing it up is hard like I personally phrase it on my own personal on my own comfortability because someone who cares about you enough to fuck you hopefully should care about your comfortability and want to like keep you feeling comfortable and phrasing it in that way makes that say like I just really would be so much more comfortable I'm really comfortable if we would get tested um, and putting it out there, it, it's not so, I wouldn't say it's like combative, but if they don't do that, you know, automatically that they don't really care about your comfortability. And that says a lot about them. So the way that someone reacts, I actually think that that's such a telling thing, you know, when you have to ask, when you're talking to somebody about getting tested, that's such a not, but I mean, usually with people I'm seeing, we don't even get past if you're a sex worker. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> exactly. Um, I think, um, I think there's a few other stigmas that come with it that, you know, from listening to you, I was like, oh, there are some other things that I thought of. Like, um, people are probably scared of what kind of results they're going to get from these tests too, or te testing, um, cost right now if you go into a testing lab it can be a hundred to two hundred dollars um just for one certain test i know that there are organizations like um in orlando they have an lgbtq center that does free testing every weekend there's definitely ways that people are trying to get out there but it's a lot harder but those i seem are serving to only certain communities 
Um, so I kind of like if we were to like think about coronavirus right now as everybody just has an STI, it's like, you know, are you tested? Are you tested? Can we like get together? Is this going to make us sick? Is, you know, whatever, like, I care about you. I care about me. Let's wear our masks, AKA our condoms. Like, I feel like this is a really great way to be able to link up how we should be approaching stuff. Cause it's become such of a norm for us now. I'm sure that like the circumstances are higher, but technically not. I feel like an SDI can cause a lot of trouble for some people. People can die from them. People get very sick. Um, so I feel like this is a way maybe we can try approaching it is like, say like, Hey, wear your mask, AKA your condom. Um, but I think it's great that you're also getting tested during this time. Cause, um, Ivy, I see that you work with a lot of like models, which is your work is stunning by the way. And the photographers and stuff like that. I'd love to get to know about like your process of how you create during this time during coronavirus. Um, how you're staying safe, how you're making sure other creators are staying safe. Um, just like, what's it like to be able to be a collaborating sex worker during this time? Um, yeah, I get tested really religiously at CityMD. Um, and everybody else gets tested. And once everybody has negative tests, then we can all meet up. And I really, the people who, I don't, I just see the model and the photographer who usually wears their mask. And so things um, are able to be, in my opinion, coronavirus safe. It's complicated. It's hard, you know, um, but we do it in the safest way possible. Um, and yeah, I, I had COVID myself, so I know how bad it can be. And really wouldn't wish that upon myself again or anybody else. So, well, um, I saw, well, you actually messaged me. I was working with a photographer last week, two weeks ago, um, Victor Vaughn. And, uh, he wore a mask during the whole shoot. We tried, uh, social distancing the whole time. Um, and it was really neat. And we were talking about his travels and stuff and staying safe and, I don't, you talked to me that you're going to work with him too, but it seems like he's actually stuck in the Austin stuff too. Cause he had a shoot fest there, not shoot fest, but he did some shoots. Um, but your work, like I, do you work with certain photographers? Are there ones that you like continually work with that you really like their work? Um, that, you know, you guys like both get tested and stuff like that. But like, I also just want to know more about your process of like what you like to create, who you like to create with, like, what's your favorite way to create sex work during this time or just ever? Yeah, I like to work both with new people and people that I've worked with before. There definitely are a couple photographers that we have like a really great rapport. Uh, I really like their shots and we come back to each other continuously, um, which is really nice. And I am lucky to be able to have cool creatives who will trade content with me because uh, photographers do a lot of work and we should put, <laughs> put some respect on that because, <laughs> I mean, my body's tired for sure. It's hard doing what we do, but. Uh, they deal with a lot of files, too many files for me personally. Um, I love to create with like anybody and everybody. I don't have 
if if there's somebody, it's really about a vibe. But if there's somebody who's around and wants to make content with me and like it wants to create, then I love to meet new people and I'm excited to do that with you know as long as we're being safe about it. Um, it's been a way for me to make the best friends ever. Um, and I am so lucky to have them. And we literally only met because I, they flew to me or we met up in our city or I had a friend who I didn't know at all. Um, Gemma Jane, who came and saw me from the internet for no reason at all, except to make content and, enjoy ourselves and make money and we did and now we're very good friends and it's stuff like that that's like that warms my heart um but I so I'm not I wouldn't say there's a particular type of person that I like to create with it's really about people's energy and like their willingness to engage in some of the silliness that I do I'll always pitch one outlandish concept I'll be like we can do regular boudoir um and then what if you're a bunny and I'm a fox (gasps) (laughs) something I'm like there should always be one I'll be like we should do regular boudoir but what if we do Miss Frizzle has a parent-teacher conference also (laughs) um I feel like I like to gauge people's sort of willingness to do something campy something silly uh because that's something that I like to do I like to do both serious boudoir and stuff that is like I feel like my Instagram is mostly like modeling type stuff, but definitely on my OnlyFans, I like to get a little silly. I do some cosplay. Redheads only. Wow, redheads only? I love me a hot redhead. My best friend is a hot redhead. I just objectify her. It's fine. It doesn't really matter what she thinks, hence the objectification. Um, So what's the most outlandish scene that you've done? Probably, and I... Either like, I mean, everyone does Jessica Rabbit, but I did Jessica Rabbit and I like to do matching sex toys for like whatever I do for like a character. So all the Jessica Rabbit sex toys were purple. Um, They went a lot of places. Um, (laughs) And um, But I also just for Valentine's Day stuffed myself entirely with hearts. Um... (laughs) I have, I just got a rose ball gag, uh, so watch out. Um, there's going to be a butt plug. I'm going to do, I like to match all my stuff. I feel like that's what I like to do most. You ask me what I like to do, and I think what I like to do is make really kitschy matching content. Um, coordination just brings me, like, joy. But maybe, I would say probably Jessica Rabbit, but Miss Frizzle is probably, like, the the taker of the cake um with the yellow dildo obviously because someone I was like I refused to do it until a sub bought me the yellow dildo so I could ride the magic school bus okay I'm so here for this I've been like cheering on as everything you've been saying my favorite thing and now I just fell in love with you more is I love all your energy and your attitude and everything you give out you just give out good vibes but like the fact that you love to do silly stuff like let's make content because <laughs> this is what I want to do I will do all the weird silly stuff with you I promise and I will photograph you we need to make this happen our listeners 
help us out if you want to see ivy and cactus work together like two little plants oh my god work together we're gonna make some really good content Okay, I have a question that actually is something I've been asked on multiple occasions. And now that like, I have a very close relationship with Cactus, I kind of feel on a personal level. But a lot of people are curious about whether or not it's appropriate to consume your friends OnlyFans content or whatever their porn content is. And I would love to hear both of your thoughts on that. I love when my friends get off to me, anybody who is my friend, or even if you know me like peripherally, the fems and the they thems can all have a free trial to my OnlyFans. I'm like very serious about it. Um, <laughs> I love to share my, I'm always texting my porn to my friend. I'm like, especially if it's someone like an, a news update, you know, whatever. I, my porn is always there uh, in the, in the chat. And I love it when they use it. Sometimes, like, my friends tell me, they get off to me. I'm like, absolutely. I think it's it's very ethical as long as, like, I mean, if you don't, maybe if you don't know how your friend feels about it, you can ask them. Um, be like, I want to subscribe to your page. But I always, makes me smile, honestly. Because Cactus posted this video with her partner the other day, and I was like, dang. <laughs> This is what I'm missing from my life, and I kind of want to watch it. Um, you can get a month, a year, whatever free trial you want, sweetheart. All of you. Also, uh, Ivy and I have traded links too, so I see all of her stuff, and it's stunning, beautiful, absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, Cactus, I think I'm gonna watch that video. And you know, while I'm at it, Ivy, why not subscribe? Okay, wait, wait. With OnlyFans, is it kind of like a YouTube channel where you subscribe to the channel? Or do you have to subscribe to like certain videos? It is both. Um, it is a channel. And then there are some videos that creators might put an extra price on. Um, but it's like a feed that you subscribe to. Um, and there's a chat section. So yeah, it's more like YouTube. It's not like piece by piece. You subscribe and you get all of the content. I'm excited to do that. Um, <laughs> yeah. I just sent you babes a free trial link for a year. So get on it. <laughs> but so that video isn't, a, it's more for purchase, which is what uh, Ivy was talking about. There's ones that are like for extra purchase, which you can put through your messages or on your page if you have a free page. Um, which I think they should make it valid for both. I, I, actually, you know what? Hold on. Let's get into this conversation, Ivy. I'd love to get to know what you think about OnlyFans. <laughs> She's already <coughs> stressed. <laughs> I'm not stressed. I just think that OnlyFans has terrible user interface, really bad website management, and that also it's a pyramid scheme kind of so that's okay but that's okay it's also how i pay my rent so can you tell us more that... about what you think about that uh you mentioned pyramid scheme let's hear more about that yeah <laughs> because um because the way that they set OnlyFans sets themselves up for a rat race with the percentages right um and the way that 
nobody there's they're sort of mysterious they're like you know the only fans gods that will be they just award you with this percentage nobody really knows how it goes on but it, it is a huge advertising tool that people use massive myself included um I will I mean I you've got to gas yourself a little bit I mean you have to you have to celebrate you a little bit you have to you know boost yourself up a little bit um but I use it because I am in the top one percent of OnlyFans creators okay all right um <laughs> but the way that it works partially the way that it works is that some creators myself included buy ad space on larger creators pages uh which is an investment for your business but also depending on how those creators take the payments can inflate their percentage uh so they're pay you paying them for ad space makes it look like they have more subscribers than they do or regardless of whether or not they do it looks like they're making more money um, so that can be really complicated. And I think that there's a lot, OnlyFans is really hard. The way to succeed on it is, doesn't make sense. We, nobody really knows. There's no set thing. So everybody's always looking for a quick fix. And a lot of people sell guides and stuff, which I think can, there can be valuable knowledge in. I've definitely bought a few myself. Um, but there are a lot of people who, maybe make more money selling the guide or selling the quick fix than they do putting effort into their page or the other people who are buying. It just is complicated because the way that it works, people are, I think this applies to everything. People are always looking for like the, the shortcut, right? But there isn't really a shortcut. Um, it's just, consistency and hard work and like caring about what you do maybe debatable but but it, it it can give some creators a inflated sense of power that they wield over creators with lesser numbers which is depressing to me um and I watch people myself included clamor to buy or to like get in with this cre these creators or you know do what they do I mean they're all's fair in love and research but I see some people who wield that power in a way that I don't think is like ethical you really hit that one on the head you really hit the one percenters. Uh, but I, it's true, honestly. And I think um, we're both being very careful with our wording because this is where our income comes from. I make like 80% of my income from OnlyFans. And before that, I was making money in different ways, of course. But this one, as soon as it came along, and I'm also doing referrals and stuff like that. That's a way to make extra money. That's not technically fans paying, but um, there's ways to you. I mean, but a, a lot of places have referrals, like many vids has referrals, all these kind of things. But anyways, um, I think the thing that 
bothers me is that the way to be able to get to that top percent, like you were saying, is not to just be a good creator, but it's to buy promo and buy ad space from other um, pages. And that's just the thing that makes it harder for me, like being in so many engagement groups on Twitter, being in all these different ways that makes it seem like you're just cheating the system. And um, I think that's a thing that I've had an issue with being a sex worker with recently is I got into this because I loved creating. Um, and I'm really great at social media. And, you know, I love creating with other people. And it's actually fun to be able to share for share. Like, that's a way that, you know, that's how you do ad for space is not necessarily not always buying, but like, I'll just do it with my friends, be like, hey, this day, this time, we'll schedule a time that we just post about each other, either on Instagram, Twitter, or OnlyFans, like for a day. And then, you know, it helps each other out. And that's how I've actually gotten some new subscribers and stuff like that. So like, I'm happy to share people like I love that. I think the hard thing is, is that knowing that I've heard people paying thousands of dollars for promos. And sure, it can help. Um, but it just seems like a way to be able to um, like you said, jumpstart. It's like, you know, uh, freelancing sometimes it takes like three years to be able to make an income. That's why it, everybody thinks uh, sex work is easy money, but it's not. But there are ways to technically make it easy money. But that's if you have money to be able to give. So it's like, you got to use your money, be able to make money. And even that is not a guarantee. I just think that there's something so alluring about, obviously, about money and success. So it seems um, you don't really know what goes on in these people's lives, which is something that I've also learned um, after like having some disillusionment. You know, you never really know. Like people got stuff going on, um, but it's so enigmatic to like figure out how to become successful especially on OnlyFans uh especially because it's all based on marketing yourself and it, it has to, it becomes a self-worth issue as well because of like numbers games and because we are marketing ourselves it's very complicated and I think that less of your mood me too should depend on your OnlyFans percentage so now that we've covered how OnlyFans is an MLM um, a lot of popular media, I'm referring to Hulu in particular right now, interviews only the top creators on OnlyFans. How do you think this impacts the average consumer's views of OnlyFans? Yeah, I think it 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 paints OnlyFans or sex work in general as another like quick fix thing, and something that you can immediately make money at, uh, which was definitely a misconception that has risen aggressively during this past year because of all of the media around OnlyFans and the media around people who are successful on OnlyFans. Weirdly, just the, inter the internet is so bizarre. Uh, <laughs> um, there's been so much buzz and so there's been buzz about creators. It's just it, somehow that is a status symbol now. There's so many odd things that I, there's so, it's such a long conversation. But I think that it just doesn't represent also the average person who's probably on OnlyFans um, and doesn't speak to an authentic experience, honestly. 
because those people are having, I think like it would be more ethical if they interviewed people at all middling ranges of percentages or success or lack thereof. Obviously it's hard to find people. Maybe I don't, um, uh, but I think it just doesn't represent the true array of people who are on OnlyFans, like those viral tweets of girls being like, I bought a house, but like maybe somebody's just paying for their groceries and they don't want to talk about it or brag about it. And that is also cool. Or maybe they just do it because they like it and they don't have a percentage and that's fine too. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. So this question is both for you and Cactus. But a lot of people who listen to the show will, they're interested in starting an OnlyFans or interested in like getting involved in sex work. And I think they kind of want to know what the process is or like how to start and like what to do. So if either of you have a little bit of advice for them, I think that would be super helpful. I think that's a complicated question because I think getting into sex work can be really it's a big life decision because I would always assume that someone in your life might find out about it. I hate to be, you know, the naysayer, but just really think about it <laughs> before you do something like that. Um, Cause there's a lot of stigma, even though OnlyFans is like a hot button trend in the zeitgeist this year being a sex worker still carries a lot of stigma and it's a something you should think about but beyond that just make an only fans um and then um i don't know you make you make i would personally start by like if you think you might want to do sex work don't make any accounts anywhere just make content by yourself and see how that makes you feel um would be my personal advice uh because that's really what it comes down to at the end of the day is I mean you can want to do sex work for money you can want to do sex work for a number of reasons but if you get on camera and you feel uncomfortable don't do it uh and if you like it then experiment with it and see how you feel make some stuff by yourself maybe like a sample of what you would post because honestly you should have content built up to post anyway because a full profile is a happy healthy profile whatever so you never want to look like you're just starting so you you need to post a lot of stuff at once if you're just starting so make your bank of content and see how you feel about it it can't hurt the cloud is watching all of our porn. That was a beautiful way to say that. It is true. Um, but there is a level of like comfortability. Like people think, oh yeah, I could just make an OnlyFans to make money and just post my butt. But it's not just that. There's so much more that goes into it. There's being a personality. There's um, post uh, customs. There's um, talking to uh, your fans. There's uh, tip menus. There's whatever whatever you want to make it, of course. Like, um, But there's so much more that goes into it than I think people really realize. Um, and there's a level of comfort, but you have to know, like, am I comfortable? Uh, 
do do I think I could actually post myself every day? Do do I think I could run an Instagram? Do I think I could do a Twitter or something like that? Because, you know, like you're going to have to have some type of social platform to be able to boost yourself in some way. You can't just make an OnlyFans. Uh, who, who's going to know about it? Like, I think maybe one or two or three of my subscribers have actually come from the page just typing in random things and finding me as a creator. Otherwise, everybody else has found me on social media. Um, so knowing that you're comfortable being on social media, that you um, also being safe um, of who you talk to or who you share information with. Don't put your uh, full uh, name or your address or anything personal about yourself out there. Um, turn your locations off on your phone. There's like a lot of things um, we could talk about, of course, to be able to get into this, but like, just make sure that you are ready. Like Ivy was said, like, you can't just get into it. It's, it's a really big life decision. Um, not just finding some, somebody finding you out, but like it could damage your potential to be able to get jobs in the future, depending on what kind of career, um, path you want to take. It could, ruin potential relationships for you because there's stigma about people being OnlyFans creators or sex workers. There's, there's so much out there. You could lose family members. You could, um, I don't know. There's so much. And I know that a lot of people get into it for, um, reasons. And if you're a survival sex worker listening to this, like, I mean, I can't, uh, speak on a pure survival, uh, rate. I know that I do make most of my money off of this, but I've never had to do it out of, um, uncomfortability or anything because this is something that I choose and I love to do. Um, but I just want everybody to be safe. Like, that's just it. Feel free to ask me any questions. Like, um, I'm here. Anybody listening to the podcast, please just reach out. If you, I, you know, you can use either Ivy or my um, referral links if you want to join. Um, you feel free to ask us any questions. I'm sure Ivy would happy to help you in any way that you need me as well. Um, but there's people out there who really do care about people getting to the end industry, but that's when we know that you're committed. If you're just like a random person who's just like, yeah, tell me all your tips for free. And sorry, I already used another referral code. And you know, just like respect the people if you are going to ask some questions and because there, there are guides out there. There are all these different things out there that you could find, but you got to know people to know who has the guides and stuff like that first. So just do your best. Just try to be nice to everybody in the community. Um, create community, be a part of it and um, just uplift other people. That's honestly how you're going to get by in this industry is just being yourself, uplifting other people, and not putting people down. And Ivy, I'm very curious, and I think we might have touched a little bit on this at the beginning of the episode, but I want to know more about how you incorporated plants into your sex work and how you became, like, plant gal. I think I just have a lot of plants, and I always have had a lot of plants, and I take a lot of photos at home, so you can see all my, I take a lot of photos in like the plant section of my home. They're a great background. Um, I take photos in other parts of my home, but honestly, like my home is dominated by plants. So it, 
they and, and as I said before, like they just make me feel really good. That sounds kind of cheesy, but it's true. And they make me feel good in like any and all forms. So having them around, it just is. And, and I just, uh, there, I'm showing you my plants. Um. <laughs> I literally just had a spit take. I didn't mean to, it was an accident. I was like, dang, that's a lot of plants. I love your plants. Um, and I, I want more. So I'm, I subbed my OnlyFans so I can buy plants. <laughs> I'm here for this. I love this. Please get this girl more plants. I want to see more plants in her photos and her content. Um, I have a question. So like, what year did you start sex work? Like, how long have you been? How long do you think you've been considered a sex worker? I have probably been doing sex work for about three years. I was doing sex work pretty privately um, for a while because uh, honestly, I was already like cute and being myself and like hot non for profit. Um, and men were bothering me about my nudes because I was just good looking, which I hated. Um, and then I was like, all right, well, if you're going to bother me anyway, <laughs> that sounds really bad about it, but I might as well make a bug because uh, they were bothering me like in the DMs and shit. So I did that for a really long time. And then I really wanted a middleman because I was very sick of speaking to men directly um, every time they wanted something from me. So I decided to make a site. Um, I chose OnlyFans um, after looking around at all the options, although I really am, as we talked about OnlyFans, I'm looking to update. I have a many vids, but I really need to update it. I am so slow at loading all of my content. I make so much. It's very hard to put up all of it. <laughs> um, I have, I'm sitting on so much porn, you guys. It's, it's criminal. It really is. I need to, I need to put it out there into the world. <laughs> I feel you, girl. I have a content manager that helps me upload to my mini vids. Message me if you want her. <laughs> Yeah, because it's hard to run. I have an OnlyFans mini vids, um, like five other accounts, plus Instagram, Twitter, blah, 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 plus everything for my photography as well. Like, I, I feel you. It's a lot of work. <laughs> it's a lot of work. When you do sex work, you're your own. And that that is what I, that's what you should know before you start an OnlyFans. You are model, photographer, editor, manager, ad manager. Are those different people? I'm just going to keep saying job names. Um, you're like, you're everything for yourself. You're your own publicist. So you run your own small, you are your own small business. And it's, it's a lot of things to juggle. Absolutely. Um, oh, oh, I was going to wrap up the episode, but if you have something to say, please say it. Oh, um, I would, uh, speaking of, um, you being dominated by plants, can we talk about you being dominated by somebody else? Yeah, 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 we can. Um, I need to respond to my mistress um, and send tribute this evening. Um, I saw a viral tweet. Okay, we'll say, well, I'll start this by saying that OnlyFans dominates my life and I work a ton. And so sometimes it's hard to take care of myself. 
Um, and I saw a viral tweet that said, I wish I had a dominatrix to dom me into making my life better. And then I was like, that's a great idea. And then I realized that I know dominatrixes and dominatrixes. Um, and, <laughs> and that that was going to be a possibility for me. And I talked to my vanilla ass therapist about it, who's nice, but obviously not doing it for me because I really, I need a firm hand, honestly. I have a hard time sticking to habits and I'm not always accountable to myself, especially right now. I think it's really hard to be accountable to habits that you're trying to form because time is bizarre and things are, things are weird. Uh, so I am very lucky to know some very accomplished dominatrixes and um, I had my mistress actually make a response on my tweet about it. And then I was like, absolutely. A friend of a friend, Lady Hexa, um, is my mistress. And they are a friend of a friend I made from being in sex work, a really close friend of mine. And so we started a really wonderful relationship. And honestly, they really do dom me into like having a better life. Um, I think saying the people might not really understand what I say when I'm saying that, what I mean, um, which is that sort of, it is, I feel that Lady Hexa is uh, like my kinky spiritual life coach, uh, if that makes sense. Um, we do weekly check-ins and I have a daily task list of tasks that I have to do that I actually check off on an app um, called Obedience where you are dom you can form a dominant and submissive relationship and the dominant monitors how many points I get from doing all of the different tasks that I do every day and my tasks are things like meditating um, taking an hour of leisure time, um, which is hard for me, uh, not working after 9 p.m., which is hard for me. <laughs> um, and I have a bunch of other tasks, and sometimes we have extra things for me to do during the week. Like this week, I have to organize my content, which is so scary. Um, and yes, I get punished if I don't do it, which is horrible, but also maybe good for me. We're pretty classic. Last week I had to kneel on rice because I did not meditate. Um, and we do virtual sessions and Lady Hexo watched me kneel on rice for five minutes. Um, it was very painful. I had to write lines. I will say that my goddess is very gentle with me because they know that I try very hard. Um, I really want to, I want to be so good to myself and treat myself like someone I love. So, but it's, it's really wonderful. And it's something that I 
have never done before. Um, but it's working really well for me. This is the cutest shit I've ever heard. <laughs> like, not just cute, but like that is the most heartwarming thing. I think I know uh, either I know a tweet that a uh, TikTok, or I've probably seen like a viral tweet about somebody being like, "I just need somebody to get me to like a self care dom," and um. Now you're really making me consider doing like I need to get higher I need to get a higher percentage of OnlyFans so that I can afford it. But that actually sounds like a wonderful thing because like I have a hard time like being able to like stay on task and stuff too. It'd be nice to get somebody to be like accountable for and also somebody who's probably pretty and you know gets you on your shit. Yeah. Well, that is the thing is that if I'm good at all my stuff, then Lady Hexa will do some Dom sessions with me where I get beat up, but I like it because I like it. That she, she, she was like, that's not a punishment because I know that you're going to have a good time. So <laughs> my punishments are like no weed, like meal on rice, no orgasms, things that are like actually upsetting. So I stick to my shit. If she was like, I'm going to hit you, I would be like, Okay. <laughs> yeah. That is so sweet. I'm so happy you found that for yourself. And thank you for sharing that with us. Cause I, I don't know, like, I don't know how deep we can ask into somebody's dom and sub relationship, but thank you so much for sharing that. And it's so sweet and endearing. And I hope that that inspires somebody to go out and find a dom and for a self care dom. Sorry for that noise. I just knocked over my water bottle which is something that Ivy and I have the same water bottle. It's a Bubba. Um, you can probably get it from Target or Walmart. Um, we specifically have the dark plum with like the magenta clear top. Um, if they want to sponsor us, like that would be fantastic. <laughs> it has a straw because just ladies with oral fixations um, things. <laughs> me <laughs> but also stay hydrated here at candy girl we love you being sweet but don't forget to drink your water everybody drink your water right now while you're listening oh can i no maybe i have a sticker that says stay hydrated and it's really cute that's okay to share okay okay i have a really cute stay hydrated sticker and it's me it's holographic um, if I had it in front of me, I'd show you right now, but I'm like drinking out of a little cactus cup and it says stay hydrated on it. So if you want something to put on your water bottle or something, message me. <laughs> you. <laughs> I'll send you one for free, Ivy. <laughs> Ivy's Instagram is so aesthetically pleasing and I think you should plug it along with all of your like OnlyFans links or whatever else you want to plug because you have the time now to do it. Uh, yeah, my I'm Plant Gal everywhere, but it's on Instagram. It's Plant Dot Gal, and on OnlyFans, it's Plant Dash Gal. I'm working on it, and on Twitter, I'm Plant Gal sixty nine because that's where it gets a little freaky. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I share my thoughts. So scary. <laughs> yes. Well, follow Ivy on social media. Subscribe to her OnlyFans. And if you want to find us, we're at Candy Girl Pod on Twitter, at Candy Girl Podcast on Instagram. And we have a website, CandyGirlPodcast.com, where you can find Ivy's episode, along with all of our past episodes, sticker links, about us, whatever else you need to know. It's all on CandyGirlPodcast.com, designed by our amazing so thank you so much Emily and we will hear from you guys next Friday Candy Girl Podcast Fuck me daddy (laughs) 